To the people who feel as if there's always more, always taking up the opportunities that come our way. If none come, we make them. Lifting our heads and puffing our chest even when we don't feel our best. We understand that growing today creates a better tomorrow. Only if there's action in place. Welcome to Grow, Share, and Give. What if you could diffuse conversations just in a moment, just by opening your mouth? Just by understanding two vital things that effective communicators do. So let me paint it, paint you a beautiful photo and picture. Kind of begin to think of it like a movie. So the other day, uh, my buddy's landlord walks in. I was sitting on the couch. She walks in. She's beat red. Her hands are shaking. She goes, that's, that's it. You guys are fucking out of here no matter what. Right? This building is going to get sold. And if I stay with them... Right? If it doesn't, and if I do, I'm going to convince the other new owners to kick you out. And my buddy obviously gets very slightly upset. <laughs> he gets also very pissed off and frustrated. His face begins to get red, and he goes, What do you mean going to get kicked out? What the fuck have we done? So, I realized, well, obviously his approach is definitely not working. She started getting upset more. So I looked at him, and I just... You know, winked, and I said, all right, just relax. So I opened my mouth, and I said, hi, my name's Jordan. And then um, I said, I don't think we've ever met. Nice to meet you. And then about five, seven minutes later, um, she's getting ready to leave. And I say, all right, so uh, what? when specifically um, should they get ready uh, to be, uh, you know, packing and leaving? Just so we know. She goes, honestly, I really enjoy them. I really enjoy you guys being here. You guys are, like, really good tenants. Um, I thoroughly enjoy you. I mean, uh, honestly, if, if you guys don't like this place, I mean, I'm about to go kick, uh, some people out over here. Um, if you guys want that new apartment, it's bigger. It has to, um, it's actually the same price as this one has, uh, two bedrooms instead of this one. Um, what, I mean, I would gladly work with you guys. What the hell happened there? Why was she so pissed off and frustrated? And then shifted moods into happy joyous and she's like in a better mood wanting to cooperate wanting to help them help us and in that moment what happened honestly when she left my buddies looked at me like like what did you just do honestly it probably looked like magic from the outside but what I did was just the basic fundamentals of effective communication and maybe a little slight, you know, trance and hypnosis. But what <laughs> what really happened was just this. Effective communicators, what if you took on this belief that the most powerful communicators in the world take on? A, the first belief that you should take on of any 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 communication is that this when someone responds to you there's only two types of responses in communication when someone responds to you it's either a a loving response or b a cry for help now what is a loving response a loving response is someone who responds to you in a positive way someone who's responding to you grateful happy feeling loved, to share some, something that's exciting with them. 
Um, you know, they're they're wanting to grow, they're wanting to give, they're wanting to share, they're wanting to do something with you that's that's in a very positive way. That's a loving response. It doesn't have to literally have them say, Well, I love you. Of course that's a loving response. How do you get someone there is the question. We also have to look at the other part. There's A, which is, there's either A, a loving response, or there's B, a cry for help. Now, what is a cry for help? Well, it's actually the flip of that. It's just basically the opposite. A negative response that someone is in a negative state, whether it's pissed off, frustrated, angry, depressed, sadness, stress, bored even sometimes. Um, this is why people, when they react, right, it seems like they're almost out of control. It's just in reality them beginning to have a cry for help. And how does someone get into the state of a cry for help? Well, it's easy. I'm going to teach you how to get into this particular state that the majority of you can get in very easily, can't you? I mean, if you want to, you can get pissed off, frustrated, and extremely angry as fast as you want. But most... Don't go into a loving response. But what would happen if you began to? Maybe you can begin to imagine that right now. What would happen if someone was coming at, with, coming at you with a complete cry for help, just all pissed off and frustrated, and you just responded in a loving way? right? In, in a better way, more positive way, instead of stressful and angry, right back at them. You were, instead of coming right back, you were calm and collected and responded to them just said hey look I understand your situation what can I do to help let me explain to you like this maybe you begin to picture it like this so this is kind of how people respond in certain situations like this I begin to take on this idea that considering it's a cry for help, any negative emotion that someone is languaging, the whole purpose of someone opening their mouth to communicate is to feel better. Keep this in mind. No matter if that's a loving response or a, or a cry for help, someone is just trying to feel better. If it's a loving response, people want to get more of that loving response back. They want to feel better. That's why they share it. And then, I mean, some people do this, and it's obvious. People who you think have a big ego, people who brag about things, you know, they feel good or they don't feel good and they just want to feel good in some way. Or someone who has this negative emotion thinks that responding some way, or then, look, you also have to be very understanding. What if you took on the state of understanding it when someone's like this? How do you think you'd respond right back? Probably way differently. I like to take on the ideology of what if I was 10 years older from right now, how would I respond, right? Probably way differently than, you know, how old I am today. And then that begins to train me now. Then I'll be completely different by the time I hit 10 years from now. I will be at way more, way more calm, way more relaxed, way more peaceful, and understand how to move people in the right directions that they need to go and what they really want to feel like. So... This is how I begin to picture it. Considering someone who is in this cry for help, I begin to imagine two people, right? Imagine if, you know, your 
you respond or you react right back to a cry for help. Someone comes at you with being angry or yells at you and you just look at them and you just respond right back. You just want to hurt them right back, but you don't, right? How is this happening? If let's say it's your significant other, your friend, your family, someone comes up to you, a colleague that you're pretty, that you know or don't know, and they come at you in some type of way. Let's say they go, you know, I can't believe you effing did this. And you go, what did I effing do? Right? There's a, there's a part of you that thinks that you've lost something in that relationship. So you're normally not aware of that. So then you immediately go to this feeling of hurt. And this feeling of hurt immediately goes to anger. Right? I'll just jump right up to it. Most people just feel this. They notice that they're angry. And then if that bottles up eventually, right, if people don't communicate it, either it goes to depression, right, remorse, or, you know, it just fuels their fire fire even more and more and more. You know, those people who build it up over and over and over and over until it's like this pressurized bottle, you barely flick it and it explodes. Yeah. Yeah, we've all been there, haven't we? So this is what I want to share with you. If you begin to take on this idea, next time you get in an argument, imagine someone responds to you like this and just notice that feeling. Maybe you might be angry or maybe you jump down and you're a little bit more in tune with yourself and you notice, well, this is just a feeling of hurt. Okay, then what did I lose? Did I actually lose anything? Right? Did I lose respect? How can you lose respect? You can't when it's coming from something that's inside you. Did I lose this connection with this person? Probably not. You can always get it back. Right? Honestly, you didn't never even lose it. We have the illusion of loss. This is how you create something to make you get into this negative state. Create illusion of loss. It's so simple. Right? Just pretend that you feel as if you lost something and then bam, you feel bad. That's how easy it is. But we do this on the daily. People do this consistently and we do it on the daily. So next time you're in a conversation and someone comes at you like this, maybe you can run through these questions or, you know what I do in the very beginning uh, to really get me in this, (laughs) in a way better mood, I begin to picture, right, like giant baby heads on each other. Like, you know those big, uh, those like memes of like that people wearing those big giant crying baby masks, right, you know what I'm talking about? Imagine two people, like two grown adults wearing these huge giant baby masks, just crying. So like someone, for example, someone's coming at you like, right? Whatever, regardless what they're saying to you, but they're just like, and then you respond instead of going, look, I understand your situation. I love you. How can I help? You go, It kind of changes your state if you begin to picture, you know, confrontation like that. Arguments, situations that would... Because have you ever walked from those situations that you're like, damn, I should have responded differently? Or you go, man, why couldn't I have just, you know, said this instead, right? Or why didn't I get calmer? I need to, you know, control my emotional states a little bit more. I need to get in control of myself, right? I'm out of control. 
especially from the outside, it looks like you're reacting so much that it looks like you are out of control, doesn't it? Well, imagine this. Imagine next time someone yells at you. You imagine that they're like, and you go, look, I love you. How can I help? Look, I love you. I totally understand. I'm here with you. How can I help? Look, like I said, I love you. What can I do? Look, I love you. How can I help? I'm always here for you. Let, let's let make this work. How can we continuously move forward and grow? <laughs> I'm trying to paint this beautiful picture for you. It's, it's so much easier when, you know, when I'm in person doing this. <laughs> I bet, I hope you get a a nice little visual between two people. (laughs) Someone who's crying and then slowly shifting them by holding strong to your state. Because if someone's coming at you with a cry for help and you respond with another cry for help, that is just a telltale sign of how bad you are at communication. But if you begin to just change one thing, the core belief of people who know vital communication Something inside of you begins to change as you change how you respond to people. Your self-confidence and self-esteem begins to go up. The, you know, the anxiety or, or whatever you feel when you're in communication begins to dwindle. It doesn't actually show up. It actually begins to calm because you know that you can get calm in a moment. And then, how does this play out? It plays out exactly how that landlord, when she came over came over what really happened there besides some you know certain skill sets and stuff that i you know i'll go on later in the podcast what happened it's just my firm belief and understanding that in communication people communicate just to feel better and there was some miscommunication in between her and other people in the in the building she was obviously upset about other situations in her life that she began to talk about just because she saw that you know a we weren't judging b we were completely open and we're responding now with her with a loving response and what begins to happen she begins to calm down she didn't even care she just begins to calm down even more she goes okay And then she begins to like talk about these other tenants, laughing about it. She's in a hundred percent way better mood than when she when we found her when she came in, beat red to pissed off, frustrated, where she just she's clenching her fist and shaking in anger to leaving, laughing, and wanting to help us. Now, literally, this happens within like five to seven minutes in the conversation. And when she walked and she began to walk down the stairs, um, two of my buddies look at me like, okay, what did you just do and teach it to me now? And that's all, this is all I did. It's just my firm belief of understanding these two beliefs in communication, right? Understanding that when people open their mouth and respond to you and they talk to you, they just, they just want to feel good. That's why we do anything. We would just want to feel good. Okay, I know it sounds basic, but it's true. Think about why you want to talk about anything, whether it's hurtful or not, whether it's something traumatic or not. 
maybe it's something that's really exciting or maybe it's something that it is you know not so exciting but you feel as if it will give you some relief right which will give you feel better right and if even if it's exciting you want to share it because you want to we have just it's human nature just to want to share stuff with other people so my first belief is knowing that when people open their mouth they just want to feel good my second belief is that there's two types of communication when someone responds to you. That there's A, a loving response, or B, a cry for help. Right? You can think of A as like a good attitude, B is a bad attitude, bad mood, and then, you know, we'll go into kind of like, actually, I'll give you a skill set right now. Actually, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Think about the other option that I normally don't talk about unless you're in a program of mine, that's C. C is kind of keeping people, right? Kind of, C is keeping people on the edge of their seats, right? Not knowing what they're going to do, what they're going to see or do next. Does that make sense? So it's what you do. It's called pattern interrupts, right? If you're able to interrupt the noise in someone's head, Right, I for example, um, this was able to get me out of a arg- argument once, and actually, for example, the other day, um, I had a friend come to me, and she was really really upset. She was talking um, about, you know, what was happening in school. She was so upset. She begins to cry, um, and you know, she she just genuinely was not happy or just about the situation itself. So I know she just wanted to feel better because that's one of the communications. And this was a a cry for help. Literally, she was crying. So what do you do in that situation? Instead of just being there and loving and responding, how do you respond in those situations? How can you make someone feel better? Well, I did this. I, I stood up, I grabbed her head, and I said, Demons, come out! And she goes, What? <laughs> what? And she begins to laugh hysterically. So then I had to have her try to get into it again. And I literally licked her. And she like puts her head down. And she tries to get in the emotion again. And she's like, you don't understand. I'm just like this. And I go. And I lick her ear. <laughs> I, I know this sounds crazy. Outrageous and playful. This is what I did. And she's like, what are you doing? So what, what am I doing here? She's thinking about a scenario breaking her pattern and then thinking about something funny after the third time i did something different right i said don't you dare make me lick you from chin to forehead she goes okay 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 and i said so i mean tell me try to get in that state like what's going on she goes honestly this is probably the best thing that could have happened to me I, i don't really understand why i'm so upset maybe it's just you know i think my parents might be slightly disappointed i said do you think they will be she goes no, honestly, I don't think they will, because that was just a path that I thought they would be happy with me, but I know that they will be happy if they know I'm happy. Maybe they thought I was going to be happy because, you know, I was excited about it, but honestly, going through courses and classes, and I don't think it's going to make me happy, so I said, good, because you know that they'll, they'll only be happy, they will make, they will feel as if they are successful. 
and raising you if you were happy in what you're doing? She goes, yes. And this happened in literally the course of probably two minutes. So then again, it looks from the outside like magic. Like I like pulled a demon out of her, right? Like what, what happened was then again, I used a tool. The tool is your C out of the ABCs of, the, of this communication. The C of it is your tool set, right? So what if you could, you know, understand the two beliefs, of effective communication, and then in some situations, you you can't just randomly use this, right? I've used it to get out of fights before, but what happens, right? What begins to happen if, you know, someone comes to you with a, with a cry for help, whether it's, you know, angry or something like that, some negative emotion, and you go up and you go up to them and you say, Damn. Right? Or you say, um, man, what what level are you on? Right? Or just say some something that they wouldn't expect. Like, oh, I get it. You're upset because those those shoes that you're wearing. I mean, I would be too. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Like, let's be real. If I had to like shove my feet into those small little shoes, damn that would hurt. I'd be a little I'd be slightly upset too. So what are we doing here? We're actually beginning to trance someone out. Does that make sense? We're breaking someone's pattern. They're, we're responding in a way that they're not expecting. Right? If you have, if you use pattern interrupts, right, in this type of communication, responding in a way that someone would not expect. Right? You're keeping someone on the edge of their seats. They're not, they don't know what's going to come out of your mouth next. And keep this in mind. Keep this in mind very, very, very... Make it this big, big, bright in your head. Okay? So, when someone is in this type of state, if you want to break their pattern, do something that people wouldn't, wouldn't expect. And understand this and remember this. The threat of an attack is more... Is, is literally more jolting than an attack itself. Does it make sense? The threat of an attack is even greater than the attack itself. Okay? If you break people's patterns, you know, you can, like I said, if you say, don't you dare make me lick you from chin to forehead, right? Or if you say, um... Uh, I don't know, something like, you got to be creative with stuff like this. It's like, if I pull off my shoe, will you smell it? Tell me if it smells bad. Like, crazy shit. Like, why would you grab someone's head? Of course, when I said I grab her head, I just slightly put my hand on her head and then just rip out like I'm ripping out a demon, right? Just so it breaks her pattern even more, right? And say, demons, come out! Because I was responding in a loving way. How normal people would res respond if someone comes to you crying. You hold them, you hug them, and stuff like that, right? No, not with me. <laughs> I respond completely differently than they would expect. So they get so they jump out of this mood. So imagine it like this. Imagine it like an old record player. Someone comes to you and, you know, they're playing this emotional record. And they're playing this emotional record from this particular experience. And you come over there and as they're playing this record, they're in there, they're crying, they're talking about it. You take a, a, a very sharp knife and you cut it 
as the record's playing. So it's like, Ugh! what happens? The record begins to skip, and their emotions rise up a little bit. They can't go as deep as they were the moment before that they just did. I really hope that makes sense. And then, as they get back into it, and you go, and you cut it once more. They can't go as deep as they just did again, right? And then if you and if you begin to scratch a record again with the knife, just as they're trying to get into this, you know, uh, this emotional record now, you know, a chunk of the record falls off. The record is useless. They can't get back into that emotional state, not at all close to what they did before. And on the outside, this makes it look like you're literally a communication ninja. But in reality, all you're doing is understanding two beliefs, A and B, understand, right? You're understanding that A, everybody who opens their mouth has a look, only wants to feel good, and then having the two beliefs, right? When someone responds to you, Right, it's either a loving response or a cry for help. And understanding that you will never respond to someone ever again with a cry for help. Right? If you do, it's in a pattern interrupt to have a false cry for help. Like yelling back at them and then like shifting completely into a different state. Right? With a smile on your face. Yelling at them with a smile on your face. That'd kind of confuse them, right? That'd really break their pattern. But why are you doing this? Because at the third time, they can't even access that emotional state anymore way deeper than they did. So you're helping them out, beginning to see other situations. Because now, if you do the pattern interrupt right, right, they're confused or they're beginning to laugh. Right? What if someone comes over to you and they begin to like cry or something and you begin to tickle the shit out of them in a way, <laughs> in a time that you don't think that anybody would do that, right? what would you do? Well, you begin to tickle them and they're thinking about what's happening, laughing, thinking about what's happening, laughing, think, thinking about what's happening, laughing. You're not just breaking their state. They're jumping to a new state. And what happens when they jump to a new state if that old pattern begins to get broke? They link up in their head, this thing, laugh, this thing, laugh, this thing, laugh. And then, boom, what happens? They think about that experience that was once making them upset. And then in a moment, they link up laughter so they go well <laughs> honestly it's not that bad and then it looks like freaking magic on the outside this is like verbal jujitsu verbal magic the insider stuff that nobody freaking talks about so why and what would you do with it <laughs> so what are you going to do with your newfound skills i have a quest for you the quest and the challenge is this i'm going to be having a giveaway okay if you take on this challenge, this challenge for the next, I don't know, six days, six days and nights, you can do anything for six days and nights, couldn't you? I'll give you a free Amazon gift card. You have three choices, right? You have a $100 Amazon gift card, an iPad, okay, fourth generation, or a free or two, two free weeks coaching session with me. So you have a $100 value like a $200 value and a $2,400 value. Which one are you going to choose um, if you do this? So, of course, we're going to have thousands of people come in, to, come in here, but why wouldn't you not test your chances? Come on, be a little bit more outrageous, more playful, and take this challenge on with me. 
I want you to write to me. I want you to, I'll put in, you know, contact below to write to me and tell me your understanding of this podcast, of this, of this episode specifically. How are you going to help someone next time you talk to them? Are you going to use these, the newfound skills? How would you do it? You know, what would be your pattern interrupt? What would you use? Something that someone would not expect. Would you tell a joke randomly? Would you ask them a question? Would you, what are you going to do? And I really want you guys to answer. I really want you guys to participate because look, think about it. If you begin to participate, this becomes a part of you. And once it becomes a part of you, I've done my job. I've done my job of giving you as much value as I possibly could in a very short amount of time. Right? I'm trying to take this very comp. I decided to take this complex thing, chuck it down, chuck it down, chuck it down, so it's easier for you. Right? As it's easier for you, you begin to notice this and do this in your daily life. And as you do this in your daily life, you get a better, better communication in your interpersonal relationships, your platonic and intimate relationships, not just your relationships in business, meeting new people. And your communication with yourself improves. So your emotional states begin to improve. And then we all we all understand that our emotional states control a lot of how and what we do and not do in our life, right? So I'm so honored and so privileged to be speaking with you. I cannot wait to hear from you and see what you would do with these exercises. And I'll talk to you soon. Peace.